you're watching Stockwatch with me, Juliette Televi, and joining me this evening are David Shapiro from Sasson Securities and Wayne McCurry from F&B Wealth and Investments. If you'd like to send questions to us uh, that aren't about the midterm budget policy statement, you can SMS 41392, <laughs> you can email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za, or you can tweet us at TV using the hashtag Stockwatch. David, Wayne, good evening to you both. Um, David, let us start with you, the perma bull, because it was a very good day on the market today. I suppose to some extent uh, brought about by the recovery in NASPAS and process shares, although I would not say that, that well, they certainly haven't uh, made back what they lost on Monday. But it was generally a better day and the dollar seems to have retreated, which is also good for the RAND, finally. Well, well yeah, it is. It's very good for the RAND. And so, so the RAND's improvement had very little to do with the midterm budget. Yeah. It was really to do with uh, dollar weakness. And rates are coming down there. So the 10-year rate, which was, uh, is down around about 4%. So, and this is all around the view that perhaps the Fed has gone too far, too fast. Uh, you're starting to get a bit of a political backlash now in the U.S. So all of this is leading to the you know, view that we might have reached peak bearishness and uh, Rates are coming down, equity starting to improve. And even after those results that we saw from Microsoft mm. and Alphabet, which I don't know, I, th I thought they were quite good. But, you know, my interpretation of what's good and bad is not normally the common view of the market. <laughs> but still, the, you know, the uh, markets are picking up. And I think mm. that that American markets are up and it gave us a big boost. So mm. you know, things are looking better. So we've got to start saying when's the end of the bear market and Wayne's going to tell us to see. Yeah, okay, Wayne, you're going to say, okay, well, it's going to be uh, sometime on Tuesday, maybe the 13th of November at 3.55 p.m. I mean, of course, I suppose uh, people who have been scarred by rallies before will say, oh, it's just a bear market rally. It's going to suck you in and it's going to spit you right out again. What do you think? Look, I think, I honestly think we have seen the bottom. I think that... Uh, we did have a bear market rally. It came down. It tested the lows. I think it might have even gone slightly below the lows, if I'm not mistaken. But we are over the big scare of inflation. Inflation has peaked. It's coming down. The oil prices moderated. Food prices have moderated. Mm. Commodity prices have moderated. We're probably going into a recession in the major economies next year, except for China. It'll probably be a mild recession and won't last too long. That quickly sorts out wage inflation. And we'll have interest rate cuts either at the end of next year or in 2024, which will just be fantastic for the equity market. And I think it's looking forward to that. Mm. I don't think we're in for a major rally. I really don't think the market's going to go back and test previous highs for a little while because we mustn't forget that interest rates are still going up yeah. and will continue to do so. But I think we've seen the bottom. Yeah, because okay. uh, one of our regular viewers says, um, I've not been paying attention, but did someone ring the bell to confirm that the market has turned? The Dow Jones is now 9% up over the past month. Is it time for the bulls to go um, to how we started the, the show? Um, so when you're saying be circumspect, it's not a... Uh, um, not yes. off to the races. Um, I mean, we did we did discuss this a couple of weeks ago when the market seemed to be bottoming out and turning that, you know, that the majority of the bear market is probably over and we either at the bottom or very close to the bottom. But, you know, you'll get you will get a raging bull market, you know, in the next two years. But I think the market's going to wait a little bit. I mean, it's just my guess. 
before it does that. Maybe you've got to wait another six months, nine months. You know, interest rate cuts have got to be quite clearly on the horizon in the shorter term, I think, before the market will take off. Yeah, okay. All right, we'll get into questions. Um, the panel's opinion, and, and hopefully we talk about some of the share moves today. I mean, there was results out from Bytes and famous brands, and we can get to those in a bit. Um, but I'll start off with questions. Um, the panel's opinion on AB InBev, Coronation, and Sassel with regards to recovery. Well, Sassel, not so much. Um, should I take my losses on Steinoff, which is about 90% in sales? I don't know if this viewer <laughs> has held on since... What would that be, December 2017? Um, in which case, they're a very patient person. Um, okay, David, f uh, firstly, Steinhoff. Well, Steinhoff was a favorite at the beginning of the year yeah. for recovery. And it's just gone one way and that's down. So I think, I think anybody who bought it for the recovery and felt that there was something, some life left in it, I think have been terribly disappointed. And no one really knows where, where Steinhoff's going. And Europe is not helping it either. But uh, I think that's the backdrop. I think I was looking at Coronation and I was actually quite surprised how weak it has gone. Mm. You know, how, how it has come down mm. because we've always regarded it as a very good business, well run, they paid out all their profits in dividends, but that's been decreasing. So there've been some big losses there. But I, I share Wayne's, you know, when I say we've seen the bottom, I think I can't see further downside. In other words, I don't see massive downside from these levels regardless. If anything, I think it's going to be uh, an upcreep from here. Regardless whether you're holding old mutual sunlum, coronation or any yeah. of those, we're probably going to to you know to to write or pencil in the bottom. So certainly don't get rid of it at these kind of levels. And and fundamentally it's not a bad business. I mean, Wayne, you were saying coronation for you is a screaming buy, and you've been saying that for the last yes. couple of weeks. So uh, I, yes. I, I wouldn't imagine that that's. I mean, this change. is this mm. is a properly cheap share. I mean, I, I I know I use that statement often, but this is at a five-year low. The share price it's lower than mm. it was during COVID. It's a single-digit price earnings ratio. It's a double-digit dividend yield ratio. <clears throat> and the last set of results that came out actually went all that bad to be honest. So I, I think it's really cheap. Uh, SAB, well, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, AB InBev, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's probably fair value. I don't think it's a screaming buy. Sassel, mm. I think the oil price is falling more. Mm. So I wouldn't buy Sassel at this price. Okay, so there we've got the chart up of AB InBev. Uh, you know, it's it's come down from just under 105,000 Rand this time, well, at the beginning of the year but I mean if we go, if, I, I don't know if we can bring up a five-year chart um, to the guys in the control room but uh, it, well yeah it, that should show you where it's come from and I suppose AB InBev is a cautionary tale on not to overpay at the entry yes. point of a deal because you just <laughs> well you take the money and you run but you don't make your money back uh, I mean David we've been saying yeah. you know this is one of yeah. the, the stellar yeah. brewers of the world okay there we go so, uh, you know, it was well above 1,600 Rand. So it's still half yeah. what it it's was at the takeout price. Um, it's actually halved, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, they took on huge amounts of debt, which actually dragged the business down and has continued to drag the business down. Their pockets, there's, you know, there, there's some revival. If you, if you look at companies like Heineken or um, what's the other one? Diageo? No, uh, well, a brewer. No, Diageo is okay. Carlsberg. Um, it's Carlsberg and that. 
you know, they, they've done very, they've done a lot better, I think, with their premium bands. So it's, people are drinking beer again as well, but you can't ignore where you are in the global economy as well. It's okay. You know, there are a lot of people who are bullish on it. I'm, I'm indifferent. And also, I mean, you know, they, they took on so much debt. They had to sell so many assets. Mm. And I, I, I have no, I, I can't think what the debt is at the moment. But if interest rates are rising globally, this is also, that's a real headache for them because they took on yeah. the debt at the point at which maybe debt was cheapest. And now, yeah. you know, it's got that much more expensive. So surely that's going to crimp any sort of recovery in the share price for, for at least the next yeah. two to three years. I always made the comment and I got absolutely castigated and wiped out because I said, you know, if we could only get more women to drink beer, we would double the sales. <laughs> but, but, um, I had a beer some, last you know, night. The Cape, there, there, there were people down in the Cape who didn't like it and said, you know, alcoholism is a man. But I mean, uh, they've got to, they've got to increase uh, consumption and, and keep going, etc. So please don't take that seriously. I know, I, I won't. Just, uh, but, no, otherwise, otherwise I'm going to start getting letters and emails again. So yeah, you know, but, with your uh, incredibly, it's, um, it's not a bad plan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in fact, I mean, you would have noticed um, as you do watching uh, your Champions League um, <laughs> that the Heineken ads are. You know, have the woman uh, drinking, getting served the beer, yeah. and the men get the cocktails. Um, of course, unfortunately, Heineken is a rival company. So if they're getting it right, then SAB um, Miller and AB InBev have got a thing or two um, uh, to uh, to improve on. Um, uh, sorry, um, going um, further to other questions. Um, there's a question on multi-choice. Um, and he says, uh, the viewer says, if you drive past any uh, township or settlement, almost every dwelling has a satellite dish. We keep hearing about multi-choice losing premium subscribers, but it seems like they're gaining lower paying customers. Will the seeming millions of lower paying customers be enough, however, to offset the loss of fewer premium customers? Poorer subscribers cannot presumably afford the likes of Netflix or Disney, as those need high priced fiber as well. The thoughts on that? Wayne? Look, it's a very good question, Nat, because, you know, they have been very proactive in getting new packages together, low-cost packages together. But I just know from my personal experience, I'll watch a little bit of news. I'm not a big sport watcher. I'll watch a little bit of sport, but otherwise I don't even look at, at uh, multi-choice anymore. I mean, I've still got my subscription, but, you know, virtually every week, I think, should I actually scan this one and find news somewhere else and stream news and stream the odd rugby game hmm. uh, because I, I'm not watching it. Hmm. And I think it's a, I think the competition is so stiff. And I mean, they haven't been able to push prices and the, we all know that the multi-choice DSTV, it's expensive, eh? but they haven't been able to push that price in forever. And the overseas competitors are big, big players. So I, I think it's tough. Mm. You know, Julie, we always talk about sport. We always talk about the sport channel. But I, I you know, with me, it's 203, which is the football channel, which is soccer. But if you think about it, you'll watch on Saturday or Sunday, whatever it is, 90 minutes or something. That's it. You know, I don't go there during the week or anything. So you're actually limited. Even though it's a sports channel, it's not... Uh, you're not watching it uh, seven days a week. Hmm. And so it's, it's, it's very difficult for them. And it's very difficult for them to, to compete with the streaming services. And then they've got content. They've also got dollar costs. 
So, uh, you know, by bringing, you know, by, by buying a football package, you paid in pounds or dollars and so on. Anyway, yeah, it's it's a tough industry. Yeah. Although, you know, having said that, you know, the point about uh, a lack of fiber. So, um, mm. you know, your lower um, income subscribers are not necessarily going to be uh, getting the Netflixes and the Disney uh, mm. you know, bouquets. Um, and, and you've got great pan-African reach. So, um, you know, the thesis is not incorrect that losing the high paying customers is not necessarily going to be totally no. catastrophic for them because you're going to have a big base um, of other subscribers. They do very well in local content because that's where the overseas guys don't play at all. But, you know, your margin's in the premium subscriber. Uh, Wayne, I'm going to ask you, what happened to... I, I don't know if you paid much attention to the Bytes share price today, but it mm. collapsed. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, on a cursory reading of the results, yeah. they seem to be decent. I, I don't know. What happened? I, it, it's, it's an absolute mystery. The whole this share opened the year at 125. It's now below 80, 78 or something. Even yesterday it was up at 88. The results are good. They haven't disappointed in the numbers. They increased their dividend. Not only that, the outlook is positive. Admittedly, there were like 30 odd thousand shares that traded that brought it down. Yeah. It was also down in the UK as well. Uh, but it had a good run yesterday. So it's a total mystery because it just bears no uh, relevance to the to the fundamentals, which are pretty good. So I, it, I, it's one of those shares I watch because I always see it going down. I always see good results. It's just a mystery. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I mean, it's uh, it's sad that we cannot offer any insight as to uh, its uh, its dwindling fortunes. Um, no, it's. It, you know, it, it's a, they, they're not disappointing us. They're in the right space. They're very well positioned to, to serve as customers, particularly in a growing IT area where everybody's going to the crowd, uh, crowd to the cloud, you know, and, and, and need service. I don't know. Mm. You know, it's just, it's, just not, it's just not performing the way one would think it should. Yeah. So I don't, know why, I don't know why the sellers are there. Okay, um, let's uh, talk about another company that came out with results, Famous Brands. Um, Wayne, mm. I know that you are more of a, mm. um, well, you were, uh, I suppose, a, a spur, you know, garlic snails man. Yes. So, you know, your loyalty is... Yeah, no, 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 don't, don't, that's still a very sore point. I know, I hate to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, and also we might as well, seeing as we're on the subject, we might as well mention the salt and pepper calamari and the peanut butter ice cream that Woolies dropped. So there, I've got it off my chest. Okay. But yes, the famous brands. It's like heartbreak I mean, famous... food hotel in the Macquarie I know, hospital. I know, I know. Um, look, the famous band results were good. I mean, they've had the riots, they've had the COVID, they've had everything, but margin looks quite good. And of course, they've had to cope with high food inflation, load shedding, all the things we all know about. But the occupancies are obviously picking up. The turnover growth was good. I mean, obviously, the, the, the um, takeaways is a lot higher, but they're even getting more people into the restaurants. So it's a good set of results, and you just hope that all the players in this industry and even the ones that, you know, the unlisted, everyone who's in the, in the services industry has some more normal years going forward. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because they've had a terrible time the last two or three. I, I loved I loved the commentary because they're basically setting up. You know, costs are going up, people are under pressure, and so they carry along the theme. But then they say, ah, you know, brush that aside. Everybody's <laughs> so sick of COVID; they just want to indulge. You know, yeah. and you interpret that as you know they 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 they're just coming into the store. Buying steak and chips and eating everything they shouldn't put us put a, put aside all the health issues that we thought about under COVID. So, so the message is people are going out there and eating. Yes, and and, and, and having fun. Yes, and having fun. And they've been able mm. to. I mean, they, it seems as if they've been able to deal with rising inflation. They've had to increase mm. their prices. But I mean, if you just uh, if we just bring up that share price graph again, I, I, I sort of wondered did famous brands share price essentially being forward-looking, presage its recovery, and now, because it's dwindled back again, and yet it's, it's dwindling back on, d despite mm -hmm. the evidence of the recovery coming through in the results, which is a bit odd. Or is it just that it's been hit in line with the rest of the market, which would explain uh, the fact that it's gone, that's, it went from 80 Rand you know, to, you know, today's 52 Rand 60? I think that's a trend that you'll see in a lot of shares on our market, just drifting nowhere, you know, just drifting down. And I think that's why we're starting to get into the value territory. Yes. You know, it's starting to get into territory where companies are either they're going to go down to nothing or they're going to recover from these levels. And I think against the backdrop in global markets, which is changing, I, I, would, I would think things are going to turn around. Okay. Um, then there's a question on the banks um, from our regular viewer who uh, clearly watches the bank shares quite closely. He says, is it now too late to buy into the banks? It looks like they're recovering um, um, in terms of the momentum. Will the dividend yields be enough? When um, both of you have actually been recommending bank shares, um, do you think it's too late? Uh, you know, and you've seen some big rallies. Standard Bank you know, was the obvious one uh, last week, uh, but, but it's not alone. Yeah, look... Obviously, these shares have now rallied. I mean, if you take if you take first rand, it's now up at sixty four sixty five. Which, if you take into account the dividend and the special dividend they've just paid out, is actually the shares done incredibly well. But all but all the banks that have done well, and I mean they've had a a very strong rally in the last month or so. I mean, mm. no, probably the last week, ten days or so. They I mean a very very strong rally. Now. Standard Bank, let's just talk about Standard Bank. This is a single-digit price-earnings ratio. I mean, that's still cheap. I know they've taken the majority of the fat in the bad debts provision. They've, they've, they've pushed that through the income statement. In the shorter term, higher interest rates are actually good for bank earnings. And as long as rates don't stay high for more than another year, you know, it won't translate it won't be a big effect on their book for lower new business written during the time period. So the simple question is, I think you can still buy banks. Yeah. David, your thoughts? I, you know, if, in this market where you don't want to take risk, if you're looking for a 45 to 5% dividend yield that will probably increase by 5 to 10% per annum on, and uh, valuations are multiples are under 10, you know, single digit, you're not going to go wrong. You know, you're not going to blow the lights out, but mm. uh, it's a it's a safe bet in a, in a market which is uh, you know which is probably going to take a long time to recover. Yeah. yeah. So you're not you're not going to lose money there. I think I think you know I think it looks very it looks reasonably attractive. 
It's not it's it's not my character to buy kind of banks, you know. I'm just yeah. looking for a little more adventure, but I mean <laughs> one's gotta to talk to those old pensioners out there, you know, of which I'm not. So anyway. <laughs> I was gonna say maybe it's also David <laughs> David, the only difference between you and an old pensioner is that you're not on pension. Is it what? Yeah. I'm not, on, not pension. on pension. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm, sure I'm going to be retired very soon. It's yeah, don't, don't throw all <laughs> those stones, huh? Um, <laughs> I, I've lost my train of thought completely now. Um, yes, I suppose you can't also um, uh, castigate uh, bank executives for the incredible remuneration that they pay themselves and buy, and happily buy their shares. There's got to be yeah, some. Well, that's why I'm still there. working, and they retire. <laughs> you know, they can retire and become pensioners. You know, we can't. <laughs> yeah, pensioners at the age of. 45. I should have been work, I should have worked for a bank instead of a broker. Always regret that. You know. Yeah. It's a message to to everyone's kids on the show. Okay, and then there's a yeah. question. Um, I know we discussed it at the beginning, but maybe the viewer missed it. Just saying, do you think the bounce is legs? Is this a bear market rally? Um, so, uh, um, to your point, mm. yes, but 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 maybe little legs, not not great big, um, you know, yeah. Usain Bolt kind of limbs. But look, on a, on on a three-year view, you're probably going to make good money from this level. I'm just not sure it's going to happen in the first year or two of that. But I mean, quite frankly, we're guessing. No one knows. You know, the market could spur 20% by the end of the year. You you just simply don't know. But I, I, I think the worst is over. Because actually I picked up, uh, there was an FT article out on, on Monday um, uh, uh, quoting a, a hedge fund manager who ha has done particularly well this year and did particularly well a couple of years ago. In, uh, well, I think it was during COVID. And they were saying this market is going to be sort of catastrophic for decades, which was, of course, a very cheering can, sort of can, article um, no, to read. I mean, maybe maybe that's an overstatement, but I'm very confident to say the next 10 years equity return will probably be less than half of the previous 10 years equity return. Uh, I really believe that because it was highly unusual circumstances that pushed the market. So you're going to get single-digit returns over time. You might get a you might get a strong rally now, but it's only because it's fallen. Mm. But the overall return for the next decade is going mm. to be single digit and maybe less than half uh, of the previous ten years. Okay. It, it's 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 a good point because interest rates were zero, so the yes. cost of money was zero, and then you had the emergence of the even though they've been around, but the growth in the Amazons, in the Alphabet, yes. in the all those tech shares, you know, which which really changed the way that we. Uh, react, you know, talk to each other the way that we buy things and so on. Um, technology is certainly not going to die. I mean, there's going to be advanced technology, but whether we get the re-emergence of those kind of businesses is hard to call. Yeah. But I, you know, I agree. But I, I'm okay. I'm okay if we're, you know, if we're only yeah. growing in in dollar terms at six percent or seven percent, yeah. and it's fine. So you know, what's actually going to happen is that returns are going to return to normal. Yeah. They're not going to, they're just becoming normal, whereas the previous years they were abnormal. Yeah, but I suppose the problem is that they feel so much, uh, so lackluster compared to the abnormal yes. returns. Mm. It's, it's a very Good. hard shift to make mm. um, uh, in terms of if you want to build up your wealth. Um, okay, I've left you about a minute for stock picks collectively. <laughs> so, Wayne, what would you be interested in at the moment? I'm going for Fushini Group. I know the share price went up nicely on the results, but it's come back a little bit. But you know, they're growing. They're not subject to the same inflation as the food retailers. Uh, 
The last set of results were very good. And the price-earnings ratio doesn't look that expensive. And, mm. you know, you must, buy, you must buy these retail shares when you see a bit of price weakness and when the overall environment doesn't look good in the shorter term because of higher interest rates, that's the time you actually buy these kind of shares. So I'm going okay. for Fushini. Okay. David, how about you? Hi, Visa. Their results were outstanding. Yes. And, and I'm just backing up what uh, famous brand said. People are just going out there and indulging themselves, you know, traveling, spending, e-commerce and everything. And really good set of results for a you know, super company. So uh, it's not too late to buy. Okay. Great. Gents, we shall leave it there. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, as always. Uh, David Shapiro is from Sassan Securities. Wayne McCurry is from F&B Wealth and Investments. And Zanati is back with Stockwatch tomorrow night. Do you have a good evening.